in this country, the government warns people that too much smoking kills you, too much drinking can kill you, too much gambling is bad for you. And I'm going to tell you today that too much sinning is bad for your soul. Yes, I could keep this to myself, but that wouldn't be very friendly, would it? Every day around 150,000 people die. And the Bible says if you're not saved, you're lost. I can't even even worse than somebody dying and going to hell forever. Jesus Christ preached more times on hell than heaven. And yet saying that, let me say this please. The purpose for the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ was to save sinners. The name Jesus means God saves. Almighty God came to earth in the person of Jesus Christ. People say, well, where's the evidence for that? Well, how about looking at the dates? Look at the calendar. It's 2016. That's tied to the, uh, to the birth and death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't find any other religion anywhere in the world. People say, what else can you offer me? How about Bible prophecy? How many people here today in Croydon have a Bible? You should be ashamed of yourself. The Bible is the most sold book in the world. At last count, 2.7 billion copies. Peter Lloyd in uh, reading Harry Potter, Playboy, who knows what else. But the Word of God is still the bestseller in the world. In that book, written by 40 men living on three continents, over 1,500 years apart, they told you that a Messiah would come. They told you where he was born. They told you how he would die. They told you that if you believed on it, you would be saved. But you see, man is wicked. Man loves his sin. Man wants to enjoy himself. You can enjoy sin for a season, but eventually you will die. The Bible says if you die in your sin, you are forever lost. But why go to hell? Why die in such an awful situation? Everlasting fire, wailing, weeping, and gnashing of teeth. I'm sure there are many churches here in Croydon who wouldn't dare tell you this. They would say, come to church, say this prayer, and life's going to be pretty good to you. They are lying to you. And more importantly, you're probably lying to yourself, if the truth be known. The purpose today, front of a group, is to come to Croydon to preach the gospel, to give out tracts, to warn people that if you die without Christ, you will perish. As my banner says, except you repent, be sorry for who you are, be sorry for what you are, you will perish. You will go to hell when you die. And most of you people, that's where you're going. But I can tell you one thing, when I leave this town today, I've tried my best to warn you. I could easily just breeze through this town, got some shopping, and did my own thing. But how are the healthy people? You see, 14 years ago, God did something marvellous in my life. He saved my soul. I should have gone to hell a million times over. But God made it possible to forgive me. He gave me everlasting life. He cleaned up my heart. He gave me a new heart. I got a new nature. I passed from death unto life. 
you now. As a saved man, wash the blood of the Lamb. I can't help to share this with you all. The worst thing for me is to arrive in eternity and meet people who are in Croydon on June the 11th, 2016, and say, why didn't you warn us about the coming judgment? Why didn't you warn us about everlasting hell? And I'll say, I told you. I preached the gospel to you in the rain. We gave you tracts. We gave you Bibles. We gave you DVDs. And yet, for most of you people, you weren't interested. You thought you knew best. Now, I understand that. I wasn't always a saved man myself. But many times when I walked to this town, I think I was pretty good, pretty special. And yet I was a fool. I was kidding myself. Had I died 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years ago, I would have gone to hell. Perhaps you are a liar, you can't go to heaven. If you're an adulterer, you can't go to heaven. If you steal, you can't go to heaven. You say, well, I enjoy my sins. You might for now, but eventually you will die. When you're dead, you're dead a long time. Jesus Christ told you, except you repent, all of you, you'll all likewise perish. But here's the good news. Jesus Christ came to the earth over 2,000 years ago. He lived a life that you can't live, that I can't live. They put him on a cross. After six hours, he hung on a cross dying in the place of sinners. And people say, why was it so bloody? Why was it so awful? Why is it so graphic? Because he died in your place. If somebody were to treat your wife, or your daughter, or your son in a terrible way, the chances are you'd want justice for your relatives, for your spouse, for your husband or your wife. And every time you sin against God, you grieve him. And because he is God, he has to punish sin. So what did he do? He made it possible for mankind to be forgiven and yet at the same time to remain God. He literally died in your place. The whipping, the scourging, being spat upon, being cursed, being blasphemed is what you deserve, is what I deserve. And yet God said, no, I will die in the place of my own creation. I love the world so much that I will give my only begotten son that if you believe on him, that if you trust in him, that if you turn to him by faith, he will save you. But some people say, I'm so worn down. I want to kill myself. Life's so rough. Yep, it's very rough. It's very lonely without Jesus Christ. The word of God says, if you trust him, one day when you die, you walk to the valley of the shadow of death. You won't need to fear any evil because he is with you. He's your best friend. Some women go from relationship to relationship. Some men go from relationship to relationship. Always trying to find that something to satisfy them. It never works. You see, the Bible says that man was made in the image of God. He's a three-part being. He's a body, he's a soul, he's a spirit. He will turn to him, he will save you. He will transform your life from within. Will your life be easy? Not necessarily. It might be very difficult for you. 
fair to pay a huge price to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. The only Christians died for their faith. There are people in the Middle East today who are dying for their faith. There are people in Africa who are dying for their faith. It may come here in the years to come. But for now, I'm focusing on people that are living today. Word of God says now is exactly the time. Now is a day of salvation. So please examine your consciences. Turn to the Bible, open it up. Turn to the Gospel of John. Take a look at John chapter 3. Read it. Check it out. Don't be so stubborn. Don't be so rebellious. Don't be so fearful. Some of you people are going to run home tonight and watch the football. Watch television. Clap with your hands like a child. Enjoying what you're watching. How about taking 10 minutes out of your day? Or 15 minutes out of your day? Crack open your Bibles. Read it. And ask the Lord Jesus Christ to reveal himself to you. But above all, trust him. Believe on him. It's a free gift. It cost Jesus Christ everything to save you. But it cost you nothing to be saved. I can't stress it enough. Life is so precious. You hear one moment and you're gone the next. But listen to your consciences. Take a look around you. Look at the creation. Don't tell me that the sun appeared by chance. Don't tell me the moon appeared by chance. Don't tell me the clouds, the stars, the atmosphere, the gravity appeared by itself. I don't believe it. And neither do you people. And of course you claim to believe it. Because to not believe it means this is right and you are wrong. And you can't handle it, can you? The Bible says that God is a friend of sinners. Jesus Christ, he didn't come to condemn, but to save mankind. To redeem mankind. This is a generation to be saved. This is a time to be saved. We call this a period of grace. But when grace comes and goes, when Christ comes back, he comes back to judge. And if you're not born again, if you're not washed the blood, you're lost. And you will scream, you'll howl, you'll cry, you'll weep, and you'll wish you'd never been born. Your wife got it off. Why not come to Jesus Christ today? Believe on him. Receive him. What are you waiting for, some of you people? Some of you people are getting up in years. You're in your 70s, your 80s. You could be dead by tomorrow morning, maybe by tonight. What are you waiting for? Except you repent, ye, all of you, shall likewise perish. It's a terrible thing to have to tell you this morning. But if I don't tell you, who else will tell you? I've been here for two hours, and to the best of my knowledge, there are no other church groups or Bible believers preaching the gospel. Most people are trying to entertain potential members of their church. I'm not interested in that. I want you to be saved, to be washed in the blood, and to know you are saved. Eternity is a long thing. And if you die without Christ, you're going to perish. One final time, he has died in the place of sinners. Many of you people are going to get older, you're going to get scared, you're going to start to get worried. And for some of you people, it might be too little, too late. I hope not. But why put it off? 
return to Jesus Christ today, and he will turn to you, and he will save you, and he will keep you saved. Thank you for listening to me. One of the Bibles, one of the DVDs, any tracks, come over, talk to us, and we will do what we can for you. Ex-Catholics for Christ. Ex-Catholics for Christ is a father and son ministry. Okay. We're both Catholic for many years. We got saved uh -huh. 15, 16 years ago. Yeah. And part of our ministry is to get Catholics saved and Bible believers. Or become Bible believers to say. That's who we are. What about unsaved people? Well we're there for, we're here for everyone. But don't you think that if you say ex-Catholics, it might confuse some people? That I'm not saved at all. Uh, Do you think that the church? No, I don't right? think so. I mean, Catholics, by their own teachings, don't offer themselves as Bible believers. Really? Yeah. The Catholic Church is based on what's called tradition, the magisterium of the church. So they have tradition and the Bible. And what they yeah. say is when the two clash, and they will clash, the Catholic Church becomes the final authority. Oh, wow. Whereas as Bible believers, we believe the Word of God is yeah. the final authority. Yeah. So as a former Catholic myself, I have a burden for Catholics to get them saved. And yes, an answer to your question, people as well in general, absolutely. Okay. So people, I was just wondering that if you're not saved. Yes. We're here for everybody. Gonna, We're here no, for no, I know, but I mean, if you're not saved. You're lost. And you see that. Yeah. Then my thing that there's, there's a conflict between the between Christians. Because obviously well, they, everyone, they, they will class Catholics as the same as they say. Yeah. Well, Catholics, by definition, say are not actual Christians per se. They base themselves in tradition, not the Word of God. Like they worship Mary, they say the Rosary, they go to Mass, and when the priest holds up the Eucharist, they go down their knees because they think it becomes the body of Christ. And when they have the wine, they believe it's the blood of Christ. That's not found in the Scripture. Are you guys Christian, by the way? You born again? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I'm asking. Okay, wonderful. Well, I have to ask. I don't always know. Yeah. No, that's okay. Oh, Good. Sorry, okay. Okay. Nice to meet you all then. Yeah. yeah nice to meet you. Bless you. Yeah. Okay. Have a nice day. Hi there. It's Martin from Wolverhampton, in England. Uh, joining James and the family today here at East Croydon with the true gospel of Jesus Christ. If you're not born again. Read the word of the Lord, have faith, repent of your sins, and give him the glory. He deserves it. Everyone needs a saviour. The Muslims need a saviour. People of all religions of the world need a saviour. And that saviour is Jesus Christ, the beloved Son of God, who was manifest in the flesh and died for your sins. There's no excuse. It's a free gift. It's grace. Come, people. Come to the Lord. God bless you all. Amen. Maranatha. Well, because unfortunately that was part of it. Part of the message, and it's a negative part that people don't get, isn't it? Well, you think you think that people should be led to hell? Jesus led to hell. More than heaven. Yep, that's right. No, I just find it a negative message because it was Jesus. He headlined his mission. I'm quoting from Isaiah 61. Not quite, actually. The first word he ever said was. Tell me, what's the first word Jesus Christ ever preached? The first word. I'll give you a clue, it's Matthew chapter 4. You can't remember? Starts with an R. Preached. The first word Jesus ever said in Matthew chapter 4 was, tell me. Preached. Yeah, the first word he preached in Matthew chapter 4, starts with an R, was, tell me. 
like the first word Jesus second Christ. Letter, second letter must be E, right? Yeah. I'm thinking. I'm e. thinking of what he said when he started his ministry when he opened yeah, the, the point. Yeah, the point I'm going to make you is that was in a synagogue, which yes. he quoted us. But on the streets, the first word he said was repent. Matthew chapter 4. How do we know that was the first word he said? It's in the word of God. Matthew chapter 4. Yeah, how do we know that was the first word he said? Because it's in Matthew chapter 4. Right, there's four Gospels. There's Matthew, there's Mark. No, but how do we know there's that Luke, was the first word? There's John. Matthew's the first of the four Gospels. And therefore the first word he said was repent. But you know pretty that serious Mark's Gospel was written first? No, I don't know that. I believe Matthew's written first. Why do you believe Matthew was written first? Well, I wouldn't I believe Matthew's written first. It's first in the four Gospels. Because Matthew copied from Mark. No, he didn't. That's a Q theory. That's incorrect. Why is it incorrect? Because Matthew gave, gave his account of the Lord's ministry. Are you born again, by the way? Are you a Christian? Yeah, So do you want people in this town about judgment, about sin and hell? Is that of interest? No, I, I generally okay. try to copy Jesus. But do you subject. preach the gospel to people? That if you don't repent, you'll perish? Do you tell people that? No, that's not the gospel. Yes, it is the gospel. How Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried and after three days God raised us from the dead. And if you believe that, you're saved. If you don't believe that, my friend, you're lost. So do you tell people in Croydon that if they don't repent, they're going to burn? Well, no, as far as Jesus was concerned... Yeah, but do you preach the message? That's what people, I'm trying to find out. If people, if people repented and followed him and were yeah. baptised, they were saved. But do you warn people about the judgement if they don't get saved? Not necessarily. Then you're doing a disservice to the Lord. Not necessarily. You're doing a disservice to the Lord. Um, but you are. You're not giving people the truth. Occasionally we do, but we don't, but we don't major on it. Well, you should do. Well, if you're majoring... If you, because you need to tell people the truth. On the devil's works, the devil's, doing the devil's, devil's work. works. How is the devil's works from the word of God, my friend? If you major, if you major this is from the word of God. Hell, if you major on hell and punishment, yes, you're doing the work of the, no, great doing the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, Christ, because He preached in hell more times than heaven. He did mention it. He mentioned the outer darkness in which there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Yeah, which is a picture of hell forever. And how do you know that? Because the Bible says they're going to everlasting punishment, Matthew 25. And everlasting, my friend, is everlasting. Well, I can see you're stuck in your mouth. Well, I think you need to get a Bible, my friend, and start reading it. King James. I've read it several times. Well, was King I, don't James... know, I don't know if you have read it. I'm kind of concerned you, you may not have read it. So if you've got time in your hands, my friend, tell these people they're going to burn. Don't waste your time. Hold on. Don't waste your time talking to me. Tell these people they're going to burn. Okay? Because I'm busy doing a job now. I'm not going to do that. Well, then you're disturbing the Lord. Off you go. Off you go. My friend, I rebuke you. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Now get out of here. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Now get out of here. The authority of the New Testament. You're an apostate liberal. Now go away. Go away. You haven't got no authority. Have you judged me? Yes, I have judged you. And I'll do it again. Revelation 2 2. Now get out of here. What's my message? Get out of here. Get out of here. He's very keen to be judged, isn't he? You're judged as an apostate and a heretic. Now get out of here. What's the message? Well, I'm sorry about your message of hate. You have no gospel, now get out of here. No, it's not hate, it's love to give the real message. Hi, I'm Jane and I'm from North Carolina. I came up here with the ex-Catholics for Christ and uh, we're doing an outreach. We've had a great time and we've been talking to a lot of people about Jesus Christ and salvation for the lost. And So uh, we've had these new gospel tracts which are really nice. And I believe that James has showed this to you all. But there's also this one, and there is some Spanish on the back, and new and improved. And uh, 
you know, tell us about the gospel of Jesus Christ and salvation. And so we've been talking to different people today, and we've been uh, had a bit of rain, which has made it a bit difficult, but we persevere on because we desire that no man perish. You know, once you get saved, uh, then the, the Lord asks you to do the Great Commission in which you share the gospel with others. And so we're working on it, and uh, we just praise God that we can be together today. It's a Bible track from the Word of God. Christian message. I'm not an Israel's man. I'm pretty sure if you say so. You're not, so I can't hear you, sir. What'd you say? I said I'm not a religious man. Neither am I, but I believe in the Bible. Never read. We need to read it if you can. No, I'm truly sorry. Okay. I do apologize about it. I am telling you the truth. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. It's a Bible trap, my friend. Really? Word of God. It was written by, by God. Written by God. Written by God. Written by God. Yes, he did. Tells me that you must be born again. There is no other way unless you are born again. If you belong to a church system, if you belong to a religion that does not glorify the sanctity and saving value of Jesus Christ, then I'm afraid you are lost. You have to seek the cross to find redemption. As I said before, you will not find it in any church, cathedral, chapel, temple, Hindu organization, Muslim, or whatever. You have to go through the Bible. Now the Bible tells me that Jesus said you must be born again. Not once, not twice, but three times. And if you are not born again, you can see what our banner says. Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. We have come here today to stand in the rain to tell you about this, that you have to repent. This banner, I like to think as I catch it, that it makes people think. And that's the idea why we have come here today journey down to this town of Croydon to give out Bible tracts and DVDs and Bibles. Now if you haven't been born again, if you are still living in the darkness, you have to think and ask why? Why am I walking in the darkness? Why am I seeking the light, the true light of salvation that was paid for over 2,000 years ago by Jesus Christ on a cross in Calvary? He paid that price for you. He took the beatings, he foot took the spitting, he took the foot stamping, and he took the bruising. And I'm told afterwards his face was so badly disfigured and scarred, he was unrecognizable. And I doubt whether his family recognized him. But he took that pain, he took that beating, he took all of that suffering for the sinners of the world. As the banner says, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. 
As I said, you have to seek the Bible through the cross to come to the cross to seek the Lord Saviour, Jesus Christ. Once you have done that, you will need no other church organization, no other religion, no mosque, no temple, no Mormon temple. But only through Jesus Christ will you find salvation. And only through that Bible. Now we are here today, we have Bible tracts. We even have, I think, a couple of Bibles. If you want to come up and take a Bible, you are more than welcome. Time is short. 150,000 people die every day. That's seven to 8,000 plus people an hour. <coughs> Most of those people will die quickly and suddenly. Few will find that they are ready for it, and those who are in long-term hospitals or a hospice will probably be doped up so very much they are unaware of the pain and what is happening around them. So that's why you have to be prepared to meet the Saviour, because you never know when you might be called. We've just had a thunderstorm come over. I think I saw some lightning down there. It may have struck someone, it may have not. I don't really know. But if it had struck someone, it struck a house, then those people could have been killed very, very quickly. So the moral is that you have to become born again. You have to be ready to meet your maker. And if you are not ready to meet your maker, then sadly you will perish. Why take a chance? Why wait so long? Why not come to the cross now and seek salvation from he who came 2,000 years ago to bring sinners to the land of the lost, where they were in the land of the lost, he brought the sinners. Seek ye the Lord whilst he may be found. Thank you.